0: Welcome to Sutro Sidewatch episode three. My am your host, Kamaran starting With me is Um Brandon from Apollo City Comics. Dude, we are in our second month of this show. We finished David Fincher month. Which was
1: fantastic. I'm still like buzzing off of the Fincher films. Like, I need to see more. I want to read more of the books that these movies are based off of. I I'm I'm sold on Fincher, 100 percent But now it's time to dive into the reason why we started this show. We had a James Bond conversation back in like November, I wanna say? Something like that, yeah. And then you and me just like, kinda slowly grew the idea of Sutro Sidewatch and how to approach this because we were like, you know, we found out we're really big James Bond fans. And I've been a Bond fan, man, since I was a kid. And I've, I've, I have I've grew up watching Bond films. Um, my grandma was like in love with Pierce Brosnan. So like I saw like all like GoldenEye and like most of the Pierce Brosnan ones and Casino Royale came out like right at that like good time in college where I was like in like these programs where I was like, you know, I I worked at a hotel for a long time. And so I was all into like, you know, dressing nice and I was, you know, into hospitality. And then you watch James Bond and it kind of ties into some of that culture and that classiness and Casino Royale just like hit me right at the right time. And I, you know, I've loved Daniel Craig. Um, but I hadn't dived too much into the earlier films. And I've always tried to make it a mission to watch all the James Bond films. And here we are.
0: Yeah, I've, I've done it before myself once, kind of went through in full chronological order. But it was years ago. So it's like some of them I kind of completely have forgotten about. mm mm-hmm. But there's, like, bits and pieces of certain ones I still remember. And, of course, like, the more exceptional ones from each Bond I still have, like, a, a good amount of memory for. Mm-hmm. And other, like besides that, like, yeah, growing up it was Pier- Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. You played the GoldenEye game and you watched GoldenEye mm-hmm. and World is Not Enough. Mm-hmm. I think the first one I saw in theaters was Die Another Day that mm-hmm. also had Halle Berry. I haven't seen that one. I think that's the one where it came
1: out and I was like at a point in my life where I just wasn't interested or I just never got to see it. And I never got to finish the the Brosman stuff.
0: Oh, gotcha. We won't. You know, what's funny in terms of uh, the way we broke it down is, guys, we are going to be doing Bond like three out of 12 months of the year mm-hmm. and probably until we run out of Bond films. Yeah. But, Uh, (laughs) Dinah, man, you're going to be, it's going to be a while before you see that movie, because that's, like, that's a couple years away. Um, but we're, the way we're planning this, like, originally, before we had Sidewatch, it was going to be, like, oh, we'll do, like, a sutra side talk commentary thing, and we'll just go through all of them. And then we had this idea, and we realized, like, oh, you know, if we do this over years, like, we're just going to be doing, like, one bond at a time. Mm -hmm. It's going to take forever to get to the others. So, instead... We're kind of doing one film from each bond. And then like if we have extra weeks or something, then we'll the ones that have a little bit more movies, so we'll knock like one more of those out too. Mm-hmm. So for this year, we just got one Sean Connery one. And oh, wow. for that Oh god. Yeah, no crazy, right? <laughs> it's the first one. And it was Doctor No.
1: Yes. What an extraordinary choice. Um you know, strangely enough, Doctor No, you know, it was a book, of course, and you know, Ian Fleming the creator of James Bond, wrote a lot of these books. He started, I think in the either late 40s or early 50s, but he had a book come out once a year and it started with Casino Royale. And Dr. No was kind of, they were kind of optioning Bond for films and it was originally written as a screenplay, but he turned it into a novel and then a few years later, they turned it into a film. Um, and I decided, you know, if we're gonna watch all the Bond movies, I'm going to read all the bond books as well. I just I, it's something I've read Casino Royale and I loved it and so I picked up Doctor No and I read Doctor No this week. Man, what a great book. I won't lie, it's amazing. I love it. And you know what? Like many, you know, books that are made into films totally different from the film. Like there's key points, you know, we 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 uh, were talking before this and uh there's some main characters in the story there's bond of course and then we have coral um who is like his jamaican friend who did not get the respect he deserved in the movie
0: he, yeah you he- watch the movie and i i guess i'll just say it now like we wanted want to just address <laughs> yes. it now we I, i'm watching it and i'm like man i haven't seen this from forever i'm smiling watching this movie and then we see Quarrel. And I'm like, okay, Quarrel, yo, I, I kind of remember this guy. Mm-hmm. And we got more and more into it. And slowly my smile kind of fades. I'm <laughs> like, oh, 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 this <laughs> yes. is kind of race. Oh, this is pretty racist. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but the Quarrel, they, the way they have him in the movie is he's not necessarily bumbling, but he's kind of like a, a weird yes man to James Bond. Yeah. Who just also acts as kind of like his personal honestly servant in a way Mm -hmm. because bond has him do the most menial tasks from retrieving his shoes while he talks to a woman (laughs) to to like just anything he'll just be like well do this for me now and Crow's just like yes captain And i'm just like what the hell is it is this Maybe I, maybe I didn't watch it right the
1: last. I don't really remember this <laughs> What threw me off like with quarrel right away because I, I decided to read the book and then watch the film just like so it absorb everything a bit better. And in the book, Ian Fleming is really good at the Jamaican accent, like in prose. and he the dialect he uses as he writes is like dead on. You could hear it in your head and when you read it, it's just smooth and it's perfect. and quarrel is such an essential character in the book like his death it's the same way in the book and the film but it's so much more intense because you're so connected to Coral and you can tell that when they went on this mission Coral knew he was going to die there's a moment where him and Bond are just hanging out talking and he's like can you do me a favor can you take out a life insurance policy on me like just I just feel like I should for this and then Bond's like yeah like I'll take care of it like how does this you know I, I think it's like five thousand pounds or fifty thousand pounds he takes out for coral and even bond's like man like Coral like he's never I've- you know apparently they've interacted before in the past and you there's depth to the character and bond is like man why does coral feel like this right now you know and he's like he must know he's gonna die like he must know this is it for his mission and dude he kicks ass he does some cool he does like do the tasks and everything and he's kind of like bond's not Aaron boy, but he's like helping progress the mission, you know? He's doing these side things to help him out. He isn't like a little slave boy, like in the movie. And also the actor who played him is American and there's no Jamaican accent at all. At all. Whatsoever. And Yeah,
0: it's like a weird there there there's like a accent, but it's not it's like you don't really know what that accent yes. is. It's kinda like, uh like a, all right, that's it's like a guy that came out of a Friday movie, you know what I mean? Like I just... <laughs>
1: I, I didn't, you know, it, it's, it was a waste of a character, you know, and unfortunately, you know, and but also we, we look at the, you know, it was a little racist and it wasn't that fair to that character, but this film was made in what, 1962, 63? Yeah. And then the book came out in 1957. Um, but there's major changes, like even between uh, as we continue with the characters, Bond is totally different in the book for one. At least in Dr. No. And granted, I haven't read a lot of Bond books. I've read Casino Royale and I've read Dr. No. That's it. I'm on the next book, which we're going to do for the next movie. But he's not like that guy that's just chasing girls to get laid. Like he literally only has sex once in the book. And it's like the last page of the book.
0: Oh, and it's with, um, is it with uh, Honey?
1: Yes. And what's funny enough Honey Rider is named Honey Chili in the book.
0: <laughs> just just a stupid name. And when you look at yeah, the We were bonkers. making jokes about it earlier. Yes. <laughs> we were just like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I guess when they were making that movie, the the guys writing the script looked at that and they were like, Are we are we really gonna do this? And they like, just cha- change, <laughs> change the, the name. name. Don't 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 make it chilly. And anything else. Honey
1: Rider does fit a lot better. I will admit that. Like I do yeah, like the- <laughs> Honey Rider a lot better. Um and, you know, her character as well, radically different. For one, she is honestly, she matches up to the film really well. Uh, her appearance, the way she talks, most of her backstory, um, although they do kind of degrade her quite a bit compared to how she is in the book. Um, but also a, a key thing that gets brought up in the book is that she has a broken nose. Like She just has a, she has a nose like mine. It's busted. You know, it's just it's messed up. And she's, like, this gorgeous, perfect figure, but she just kind of has this busted nose. And it's something that she's kind of, like, you know, it, it kind of affects her in some sense. And she's, like, trying to save up. It's stupid. She tries to save up to, like, go to America
0: to, like, get a nose job. <laughs> oh, so she's, like, I'm collecting seashells to fix yeah, my nose? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, my God, okay. <laughs> um,
1: And it's, it's, like, one of those things Bond's, like, he's really sweet in the book. He's, like, no, like, your nose is your nose. Like what people look at are your eyes and your mouth. Your nose is a background feature. Like I think, it's per- I think it's amazing, you know, and nobody focuses on that. And the rest of you is stunning. Like, don't worry about that. Like you're you're perfect in every way. And Honey Chili or Honey Rider, as she is in the film, in the book, she keeps on like trying to come on to Bond because she's super attracted to him. She's like 20 years old. And she keeps on trying to like get with Bond and Bond's like, no, she's like 20, I can't do this. There's no way. And she keeps on trying to kiss him or, you know, take a bath with him or something like that. And Bond's always like, no, I got to resist. I got to focus on the mission. And definitely not the way it is in the movie (laughs) at all. Yeah, the movie is just like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think those are like the most, oh, and Dr. No. Dr. No for in the book is way more intimidating. Um, For one, he has like piercers. He has like claw hands. And, oh. you know, he he was in an accident. Well, not in an accident. He was actually tortured and got his hands chopped off by, like, this Chinese gang. And he ended up, like, just changing himself. I'll, I'll try to find the description and I'll read it right now. Um, But he does all this stuff to, like, alter his body. And he goes and studies for years. And then he acquires this island. And on this island, he's, like, obtaining guano from all these birds. There is not a... Sp- of like radiation to be named in the book so huge when Dr. No is brought in also he has like these like contact lenses that are like glass or made out of this black material and he gets his like claw and he even taps on his eyeball and he's like I can see everything Mr. Bond and he's like tapping his like glass eyeball and it's super intimidating Um, although I do love the guy who played Dr. No I, I hands down I think it was a great performance and it set the stage for Bond villains um, or the standard I mean um but it just it was just threw me off I'm just like I read a book about guano Joseph
0: Wiseman played Dr. Mm, no There you go
1: Yeah uh he uh other than that I mean a lot of the scenes were very accurate especially the first half it's really the second half of the film that they just kind of did their own thing with it
0: Yeah and the interesting thing about this too is I guess I how did you feel cuz I know you've been reading these books now um the order I noticed in the creation of the books and the order of the movies are completely different.
1: Yes. And since I'm reading them out of order, because we're going, you know, we're just jumping around from film to film, there's like references to past stuff in the books. Like, maybe Coral pops up in another book. Uh, it sounds like they've done a mission together and that's why they've had a relationship. Um, but I think it was a good start. Although Spectre is not acknowledged in the book yet at all. Really? Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting okay.
0: too, and that's like a a kickoff point for this film. And Wait, he really spe- he literally like spells it out for Bond. Yes, like he's like, yeah, Spectre, and these are what it stands for. And I'm like, that is actually, I, I thought it was something more. Uh... I don't know. I thought it was something more intelligent, and then it was something actually just mustache mm-hmm. twirling of a villain of like, oh yeah, it stands for like. Um something, something, uh, revenge, <laughs> theft. Something. I was like, "What? Well, uh, okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> revenge is in this. Right, that's fine. When you look but at the
1: was... acronyms that they use for Spectre, it's always kind of goofy. Like, And that's why, you know, I, I see the ideas on film, and I'm probably like, eh, the books probably aren't that great if they're all really based off of them. But no, Ian Fleming, man, great writer. Really respect him. And like, as a writer, I think it's a perfect style. He has that short journalistic style. Like every sentence packs a punch. Every sentence progresses the story and it's fantastic. But what else can I say about the book right away before we drift off? Cause this is about the film and not that. Um, I think those are the key points. You know, like Bond's not like as misogynistic. Honey Chili, oh, Honey Chili's background. So in the movie, they have the same kind of conversation on the island where she gives her her backstory and all this about the guy that comes in and everything and hurts her. Um, in the book apparently her parents died when she was young um and they were like were they lived in this home and it had this basement and the home like burned down and her nanny um just took care of her for like 5 years and they lived in like this you know un- underground like little rickety place you know it's it's nothing yeah. fancy and it's just like on in Jamaica um and honey chili her nanny passes away and she has to take care of herself for like five years. So she grows up real fast and she has to learn how to like kind of defend herself, fend for herself. and you know one of these guys on the island keeps coming by and he tries to like rape her and everything and apparently it does happen. and then she she's kind of like you know accumulated to the nature and everything of the island and she finds a black widow and she puts it in the bed same way and it kills it kills uh, that guy. And, oh
0: just like in the movie uh they try to kill bo- the what was it the um the ar- archeologist or was he uh the guy that worked for Dr. No Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, he yeah. tries to use the Dr. No gives him the spider to the tarantula mm-hmm. and he puts the tarantula, someone sneaks a tarantula into his bed which was just like okay.
1: Well, but. and that was another thing too
0: is that there is tarantulas in the in the book but
1: it's towards the mm-hmm. end when Um, Bond is on Dr. Uh, No's island and he's trying to like go through this crazy obstacle course that Dr. No has set up for him um, to escape and that's that whole scene where he's going through the tunnels and the ventilations and everything Um, but it's a room full of tarantulas and Bond has to get through it to get to this other spot and Bond has to kill like 20 tarantulas so that he doesn't get bit because they're all just kind of rabid and like kind of crazy and the one that they sneak into his room is this insane centipede he feels it and then it like goes up his leg and he's like terrified because he knows if he moves the centipede can bite him at any point and poison him and it even like goes up like to his groin and he's like it's at my balls like oh my god and it goes up his body same way and everything and that whole scene is the same but it's a centipede so it's a bit more intense um Also, when he's, you know, in that heated vent towards the end, it's pretty accurate to the book. However, he escapes the vent. He falls out like 40 feet and then just crashes into the ocean and dives like another 20 feet. And at that point, he's exhausted. He's ready to pass out because the heat from those vents are so intense. It sucks all of his oxygen away. And he's literally like, dude, James Bond is such a badass in the book for like going through all this stuff. And he, you know, comes out of the water and he, like, kind of gets ashore. And then he looks into the water and there's this giant, insane, like, cracking squid. And it kind of comes out and slaps. Wait, what? Yeah, it slaps Bond across the chest. And, like, Bond is trying to break free from him and like it ends up like shooting its oil all over him and whatnot um oh no and it ends up like leaving bond but bond has all like these burns on him and these uh tentacle suction points and he's bleeding and he's burnt and then he like kind of regains his energy and then he goes and infiltrates dr no's base his guano base and kills dr no <laughs> and then like succeeds in the mission honey chili instead of being on like that water part you know when he yeah. goes and rescues her she's tied up in the book and she's naked and they have all these crabs around her and they're going to have the crabs attack her and everything but she knows how to like behave around them for living on the islands for so much she doesn't get hurt she finds a way to escape she finds some like overalls some like dirty overalls and uh, Bond is like kind of going through Dr. No's stuff after he's killed No and then Honey Chili attacks him not realizing it's Bond and they end up escaping off the island and all that but um, even their meeting with Dr. No is totally different. Like they have dinner with him. They're in like they're in the same kind of fancy place and they're catered to and everything. But they have this really extravagant dinner with Dr. No, and then Bond gets taken away and he's like, if you can escape my death trap, then you'll be free. And then Bond does and does all that stuff. But
0: yeah. I was like, oh, you're free to go then. <laughs> yeah, kinda but, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Just cause, you know, we see the movie and there's no obstacle course. Bond does do like the pipes and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's much different because it's he's in a cell, and they're electric wired uh, vents in which he literally gets shocked the first time trying to get like and then going okay. through it. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm, I'm fine. I'm gonna use my shoe, mm-hmm. but yeah. he he gets in there, and I do see why you're talking about. They do at least have some details from the book about the heat yeah because if you notice like when the water because you just think oh it's a weird pipe he fell through Mm -hmm. and you it turns out to be like a hydraulic pipe Mm -hmm. and you see all the water go through it but then once it passes him you seem to just kind of look defeated you're just like wasn't it just water aren't you okay and you see steam Mm -hmm. like coming off of the the vents and you're just like oh okay this is supposed to be very hot water then Uh, who knows what the temperature is so yeah and i
1: thought that was cool because even in the book he's just like i got to figure out how to get past this and like all the weight is on his knees and his hands and knees are just burning as he's going through this like ventilation shaft and it feels like forever because there's all these twists and turns and he's got to figure out a way out um something about that part too is the sound effects in that spot you know, this is 1962. They don't have like a sound library or, you know, of keyboards to make these bizarre sounds. They literally have to invent these noises and put yeah. them into the film. And that's one of there's some weird sci-fi sounding like weird, crazy noises in that spot. And it was like a last minute thing. The sound editor like heard it somewhere and he was like, Dr. Knows uh, laboratory. This is what I need the sound for. And he recorded it and put it into the film
0: which is awesome. Yeah. Especially I can appreciate it as a sound person. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's super. So, fun. oh my god, yeah, that's really dope. Uh, I it's so I don't know if it's like when you find honey uh rider in the movie, mm-hmm. she still has a shirt at least, but you notice when they're at the dinner, it's like, "Oh, I'm sure my men will entertain themselves." It's like is that implying that they like had their way with her or do they just tie her up and they're like, "Let's watch the tide get her"? No,
1: yeah, it's 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 implied, but she even says at the end of the book, she's just like, "They didn't do anything to me, Bond." Like all this stuff, but every conversation you hear them like over overhearing like the gangs and the people in Doctor Nose island, they're like, "We're gonna have our way with that white girl tonight, aren't we?" And then it's always said, but nothing actually happens to her. Only her past story—that's the only event that something had happened to Honey Honey Rider. Yeah, Yeah.
0: So is there a way actually just putting crabs on her then? I like, Is that what they're so, <laughs> referring to the whole time? <laughs> it's funny because they were going
1: to do that for the film and do the crab scene. But the crabs were like half dead when they were trying to like, like they brought Honey to the end. She was tied up. There was crabs around her, but they were like frozen, I guess, when they imported them and they weren't moving very much. They weren't doing anything. And then some of them were dying like on set. It was really bizarre when I was watching this interview about it did they
0: at least get dinner out of it
1: that's what i was thinking i was like if did they just eat them afterwards they're just like, yeah, yeah just i just eat did. them like, like <laughs> but that's why they switched it over to that water scene and it's real brief you know like when he caps yeah. her up and all that but she escapes on her own and she's a much stronger oh, character yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah okay yeah because it's it's weird though when they do it in this like once they're separated she's kind of gone for a bit even though there's not much movie time left mm-hmm. it's just like you f- he Bond finds her finds her and then like they get escape and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, before that, like there's really it's just him infiltrating and then kind of easily defeating <laughs> Doctor No. Like, that was re- the
1: weirdest part too. In the book, it's kind of the same. He has like a crane and then he like smashes into it and then he just sees Doctor No like lift his like piercers up in like defense and then he's like Doctor No's dead and then. That's kind of it, but this one was weird—the acid bath or radioactive bath, I guess. Right,
0: yeah, it was like radio- Yeah, it was like the the water just started bubbling from the radioactive uh, instabil- uh, instability. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting thinking about, if I remember correctly, at least with some other Sean Connery Bond films, uh, the kind of opposite of he has to go through a lot more hoops to take out the villains, but also I don't think he gets kind of. Beaten up radioactive and all this other stuff as much as this movie too at the same time Yeah, like if I remember correctly other ones like he's captured, but it's more like here's my plot to kill you All right now you can escape but it's not really like they're beating the living crap out of him all the time No, or like cuz he get in this one. I think what it's the list of stuff. He gets irradiated he gets Mm -hmm. knocked out from coffee he gets (laughs) beaten to a pulp at one point uh, at the dinner And then he has to go through a pipe in which he gets pretty much boiled alive at a certain point Mm -hmm. and then uh, asked to survive, then another nuclear room. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's kind of. The books are really similar to that, too, where he just gets his ass kicked the whole way through. Um, But the other films, you're right. I don't think he gets beat up nearly as much as this one. Um, That radioactive bath thing that tripped me out. That's when I was like, why is there radioactivity? Like, you know, reading the book and switching over, I was just like, what? Like. Why? Did it
0: make sense too, cause they're like it's a missile launch, it sounds like, and doesn't the mission? Mich- does the missile not launch? Does does he stop it? Like they weren't really that they weren't clear on descriptive that. on it. No. Yeah, it was very unclear.
1: Well um in the book, Doctor No uh controls radio frequencies. So when like anyone would shoot a missile, he'd mess with the radio frequency and it would just crash into the ocean. And then him and his men would, like, retrieve it. So he, like, had this power to just mess with anyone's, like, defense systems, kind of. Um, so if, like, say, Russia attacked the U.S. and the U.S. is attacking back, he could turn off the U.S.'s missiles midair and they could crash and we could just get wiped out. So that was, like, his big his big thing that he's like, I have all this power and that's all he's trying to do is achieve power. Also, I think he had an underwater base, but they couldn't pull
0: that off for the film. So what was his use of the – in the book, what was his use of the guano?
1: Kind of like an import type of thing.
0: Oh, so that was just as... Kind of okay. cover-up, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. All right, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I guess for the movie, yeah, they don't... They just make it a... It, I don't know if they do this in the book, but yeah, in the movie, it's very much a horrifying island that everyone is afraid to go to. Same thing. Surrounding, because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, people go there, they don't come back. Exactly, same thing, yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting.
1: Yeah, there were some guess... really cool similarities. I like how they weaved it together with their ideas, you know? And it's, you know, we all, as we watch the movie commentaries in Apollo City Comics every week. And, you know, watching stuff like BVS and stuff like that, we want the perfect adaptation, but it's always going to change for cinema in some way. And it, this is just a perfect example of that same thing we kind of rant about on, unlike my show. We want that ideal, like, to-the-point adaptation, And when it hits it too close, we're like, ah, they just copied the story. And then when they alter it too much, they're just like, ah, what is this crap? This isn't the real book. So it's hard to say, like, what's
0: better or not, you know? Definitely. And I I do need to, man, I need to, there's a lot of things I need to read. But (laughs) yeah, those Bond books, I should maybe try to fast track. I don't, I don't think I'll be on the same level, at least for this month. But like our next one's in June when we get to more Mm -hmm. Bond stuff. But maybe by then I'll uh, read a little bit and get some. There to have more insight too, but it was for this one's uh like the director uh what was who was the director for this one, it was uh Terrence Young, mm-hmm. and he I think did he do he did a, a number of them I believe he he directed uh, I want to say three or four Bond films he did Doctor No from Russia Thunderball. Yeah, so he did 3. He did 3 out of the uh 3 of the first Connery movies. Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess they didn't use him for Goldfinger, but cuz I think Thunderbolt was like the 4th or 5th movie, but uh Yeah, he he did a number of them and then the writers were uh Richard Maybaum. So, I think what's crazy here is the Bond films, at, le- at least when we were doing the scheduling for it and we wrote down like all the writers and directors and stuff mm-hmm. the writing teams for the bond movies are pretty big compared to other films yeah
1: for sure they have a lot of people because like it's like richard
0: maybomb joanna harwood and berkeley there, and then there's like a couple uncredited like wolf uh minkowitz and then terence young the director but yeah there's a lot of people well richard and joanna
1: worked on a bunch of bond films i know richard worked on i want to say like eight bond films And then Joanna worked on like a handful as well. Um, But I think Richard was like the prime, the early Bond writer for sure. Let me see. He did Dr. No, Russia from Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, Her Majesty's Secret Service, Diamonds Are Forever. Literally everything up to License to Kill.
0: So he went all the way from, he did Connery, Lazenby, and Roger Moore Uh And, and pretty much stopped at Timothy Dalton. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I noticed too, when you look at all the names there, you'll see a lot of the same ones. And once you start seeing a new name, you see kind of a switch off where it's like, it looks like they brought in a new person and now that main writer's teaching that person. Mm -hmm. And then you see the main writer disappear and now you have a kind of a new set, but it's still people you've now been familiar with. So they kind of do trade-offs where it's not a brand new fresh writer when they start over. It's someone that they've kind of incorporated in to learn from the previous one. I could be completely wrong, but at least in terms of the uh, history, st- like the the track record of what they show in terms of the writing teams. That's kind of what it looks that like. That sounds about
1: right, because Joanna Hartwood, um, she just did Dr. No and from Russia, from Love, I believe. Yeah, and that was it for her. And then the other okay. guy was like uncredited for Goldfinger and something else. Gotcha, interesting. Yeah, that, that that writing, I don't know, it's kind of odd how they, you know, nowadays you get one, maybe two you know writers on the film but to have this many like kind of unique um oh mather he also provided uncredited uncredited rewrites for from russia with love and goldfinger
0: really
1: yeah interesting stuff oh and also sean connery i don't mean to switch it too fast but uh he was almost not bond like nobody wanted him as bond ian fleming was like no i don't want this guy as bond it it wasn't until the end of Doctor No, and he saw it in theaters. He's like, you know what, I dig Sean, I I, I dig it. We could keep him, and uh, that was. Let me see when Doctor No came out sixty two and then I want to say Ian Fleming died like two years later. Really? Yeah. Um, he died in sixty four. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So he really didn't get to see much of his you know stories come to life, but. He did approve of Sean Connery at least for the first film or two. I wanted to say,
0: and I did find also um, the full acronym for Spectre. So it's a uh, Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. Mm. I I love that they the and you know in the movie too. Doctor knows like oh yeah you know it's uh, what's more successful than being a criminal. And he's like, you know, that's the people that have the most power in the world. And I, I just, I thought it was interesting that, you know, with the 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 actual terminology of Spectre, where they are like, yeah, terrorism and revenge and things are great for this acronym. It's, yeah,
1: it's, it's such a goofy one, but it works so well. And I guess because you have it that does. name, Spectre. Like you have to choose the right name and then break it up into an acronym and then you have to find a goofy word like revenge to toss in there to like make it work somehow you know
0: but and the pacing itself for the movie um it's very slow mm-hmm. and at the same time too like obviously it's that was what every film was like around those times like it, it's just interesting seeing something older now because you know for the most part yeah a lot of people watch older movies but uh there are they're just really watching all the new stuff, and mm-hmm. the new stuff, everything is very much more fast-paced, and like, things are happening a lot quicker. Casino Royale. This one, is, it takes its time. Mm-hmm. Dude, Casino Royale. Casino bam bam, Rack bam, like... bam, bam,
1: Just back to back, you know? But yeah, this yeah.
0: one, very played. Honestly,
1: to the book, I won't lie. Um, almost scene by scene, except for the added stuff and weird stuff. But honestly, it really does. That's the way the book is. You don't see Dr. No to chapter like 17 or something. Like The book is 100 and... 46 pages or something and then that's you get it's pretty short pretty short all of them are pretty short i think her majesty's secret service is like 10 pages longer but you don't get a description of doctor no until like page like 163 that's how deep Dang. you go before you really get to see him so that's how much you elabor- you establish bond quarrel um to a certain
0: extent honey chili like a lot of Yeah, his uh, his dog is also of input on yeah, as well. like
1: this was crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of bark to bark, yeah. how would you rate it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it's also um, the because I guess pre before you know things are now in color because you know before that everything was in black and white for the most part, uh, at least in the forties and I want to say early fifties uh, for a good amount of time. So. This is kind of the beginning of, like, full-on color, and they, I would say, utilize it very interestingly, too, because you get Jamaica in the beginning, the first movie. Yes. And it's, you know, a tropical paradise, so it's a lot more colorful than what maybe you'd see in later films where, you know, it's taking place in potentially Russia or something. So I thought it was a good utilization there. You
1: know, I thought it was super interesting they used Jamaica too. Not only is a book based in there too, but that's where Ian Fleming retired to write the Bond novels. And Which is also really interesting. You know, yeah. it's
0: like, oh, perfect in paradise. Yeah, you know.
1: exactly. And so he, you know, and Ian Fleming put so much research into every single Bond novel. He would put out one a year, one a year, um, but with extensive research. Like everything was factual. He got the locations. He made sure everything was accurate that you're kind of like educating yourself in this culture and in this you know region as you're reading the book um and his descriptions of jamaica and everything like they're they're beautiful and amazing but you know that's also like that's what he's seeing like as he turns to the like left and like looks out his window while he writes you know um and i think that's why he nailed the the dictation so well and like just the scenery so well it was just the perfect like called to where he was developing this character and where bond was birthed.
0: Yeah. And this being the first bond movie too, you get, you know, the whole thing of when you think of James Bond, it's like, what do you think about? And it's like, Oh, you know, it's a, he's a suave ladies, man, a very clean cut secret agent who pretty much goes and stops people around the world doing spy stuff. Mm -hmm. And he also has a musical intro that has usually, you know, it's a very crazy looking intro with the crazy music and things like that. And he has the Walter PPK pistol and gadgets, of course. Mm-hmm. And in this one, you know, we haven't gotten gadget, gadgets yet. And he just got that pistol because he starts off with a Beretta and they're like, Bond, why are you using that bretta? And he's like, which oh, my favorite Gordon. Yeah. And, you know, he's... Uh, sorry for the accents, guys. I can't help it. <laughs> but uh, I always loved being... It's <laughs> yeah, like Sean like, yeah. Connery so fun. <laughs> but, you know, they give him the Walter PPK. And th- it's supposed to start out here. And, you know, he uses it in almost... Almost every single movie. Not all of them. But he uses it in the vast majority of films where you kind of... From it going as the Walter PPK, like in modern day i mean in real life too people kind of refer to it as the james bond gun for the most part right. just because of its notoriety there and early on in the film you know it's uh you get the suave ladies man immediately he uh, is playing at a i forget he's i, I forget what game they're playing specifically mm-hmm. but he's gambling mm-hmm. and the woman there he you know he woos her and she ends up in his room later and he's like oh i'm gonna sleep with her and then uh he later on uh, sleeps with a secretary that was working at like the consulate that he was at and she turned out to be a spy for Dr. No and he sleeps with her anyway and then gets her arrested right after <laughs> he just goes from that like just from one to the other and then you know it ends with him and Honey Rider but you know he goes around with like three women in this and it's just like that that's the way to kick off I guess you know Bond being that guy that's like, you know, I just love I'm just going around with women and it, it's just crazy how much happens in just one movie because he just kind of you see how nonchalantly he just goes through things like it's like he's interested, but he's also not interested. Mm-hmm. um, But, you know, it's it's just interesting because I also don't think he does that much in the later movies either. Like, I feel like this is a weird like start to where you kind of see different things happen where he's not kicked around as much um they kind of focus on maybe one maybe two women mm-hmm. in the later movies instead like they don't have that many for the most part except maybe it's like always the Finger, but that... the
1: villain woman and then the like the new girl that pops up for the film that's like the formula yes. i noticed
0: yeah and uh for the intro so this was interesting the intro itself doesn't there's no actual like song there's no song and there's no uh, colorful beginning. It's just they do the uh, James Bond walks with the classic, like, secret agent music, and he shoots through, like, the hole and that kind of thing that you see normally in every movie. But you also get, like, that type of intro, but it's not there. Instead, it does, like, a weird transition to uh, Jamaican music and three blind mice in which, like, you're kind of going what the hell is going on here? You, you don't really understand why they're playing three blind mice, and then you see these three Jamaican guys uh, that are supposed to be blind, mm-hmm. just kind of like Make walking right around. Yeah, and then they go and just like shoot this dude up, who <laughs> turns out to be an American Asian, and you're like, um, dude, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know,
1: I-, I will say most of all of that is like the same exact thing. Like, but Backtracking to the gun, scene um that is dead to the book and i loved how they included that how he was just like the beretta like it i've always depended on it you know and he's and then m is like no it's a woman's gun we're gonna get you something better and at the end of the book like i think his gun ends up jamming and he goes back to a beretta and so i want to yeah yeah so i want to see what happens you know in the next parts of the films and see what what guns he's actually using i'm going to pay attention to that a bit more um because that was a key thing he didn't want to get rid of that beretta um that was like his baby and that's what he trusted for and you know what's cool about that scene too is that it's the first film but they establish he has like a history he even says yeah. in the film he's like i've been using this for 10 years it jammed once like it would have happened to any gun
0: and then yeah like, and they're like oh it would it took you out for six months yeah and well he could have been dead
1: you know and that's the thing too is that at the beginning of dr no in the book he's like it's the same thing he he came back from you know recovering for six months and he gets sent on this mission and this mission sounds like you know i forgot uh straight water or still water whatever the agent that was in yeah, jamaica it was
0: still i think it was still water yeah, yeah
1: something like that um he was it just sounds like he ran off with his secretary you know and everyone that's what everyone thinks and so m sends him to this mission so that bond could get some more R R. And vacation you know he's just like it's gonna be an easy thing just send bond there he needs to rest and it turns into this crazy thing and bond gets his ass kicked more than ever
0: but and is it the same thing still and his secretary are killed yes much? yeah to the team okay. even
1: the radio signals everything and like he has that specific he leaves for 20 minutes during his game buys everyone around and comes back he has that routine schedule and that's how they catch him um, bond is always cautious he never does a routine schedule and he knows that that's a recipe for disaster because if he's ever being watched, that's how they're going to bust him by watching his routine. Um, and so that's, that's the same thing to that point. Um, gosh, what was I going to say leading up to that? Uh, I totally forgot. But there were, yeah, so that I think that's super cool that they kept that to the book. Um,
0: and they definitely keep him distrusting as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that dude comes to pick him up and he says, oh, oh, Mr. Bond? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm here to take you to wherever. And he's like, cool get my bags let me go make a call first and he's like are you sure and he's like yeah just the bags and he checks and it's like hey did you send a card he checks with like I guess the consulate he's Mm -hmm. supposed to uh, uh, meet up with and he's like "Uh, did you send someone for me and he's like no I I know I've heard that you don't like that kind of thing and he's like okay cool just making sure I'm gonna go deal with him and And, in the book (laughs) dude Quarrel is the one like
1: hey Mr. Bond like you know I I know you're trying to be secretive here but I'm I'm here to help you and so he goes up with Quarrel and then he hangs out with Coral for a bit and he spends he he asks Coral he's like Coral I need you to get me back into shape and he spends a week training bond Coral is the one that like makes bond badass and it, it talks about like he wakes up at 7 he swims and then he has lunch and then he swims again and then all this type of stuff for a week he just trains with the guy and so that part I do like that scene cuz it has that whole you know, you kind of he gets there, and everyone's looking for him, and then you're kind of cautious on like, why are all these people like aware of Bond, and you don't know that the guys with the CIA yet, and all that type of stuff. I don't even think that guy's in the book actually, um, or if he is, it's real uh, brief.
0: Oh, are you talking about Felix? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and Felix. It's funny because that's the first appearance of Felix, who is kind of Bond's um, counterpart, mm-hmm. uh, the, his American counterpart throughout a bunch of films, like currently in a in the daniel craig ones he's played by jeffrey Oh, Wright.
1: that's who it and is and he's
0: in like three or four of the movie he's in uh the first two casino Royale, quantum Solace. he's uh gonna be in no time to die oh nice like yeah so uh he's in a plenty of stuff from timothy dalton uh bond i don't remember and all that is he like the chubby american cia agent he might i don't remember i need to watch the pierce brosnan and roger moore once again specifically to see if he's in those but i i know for sure he's in like yeah connery uh timothy dalton and daniel craig's at least okay cool. i
1: love seeing him in the daniel craig films like what a cool character oh he's yeah he's really great um oh oh uh, yeah so the corals again you're he's way more established in the book yeah um backing up to the theme that you were talking about you know, this was the, not only the first Bond film, but the first time we got to hear the Bond theme song. But the thing yeah. is about this theme song is that it was already a song that was rejected. Uh, the composer of it was using it for an Indian film. Um, and it had, it was played with a man. I can't even think of the instrument start to see
0: really. Oh my God. Really? Yeah,
1: it's the same exact song, but instead of playing it on, uh, I'm spacing the instrument. I feel so bad. Um, instead of playing it and it has that like Indian feel from like India um, they did like the reverb electric guitar and it's the same thing and when you listen to them together it's the same exact song but just with a different instrument different effects. And it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. It's insane. Wow. And you know of course the famous the you know inside of the gun barrel where they took a picture of it and they used it to you know go up to Bond and shoot that's not Sean Connery. That's a stunt double. They they made that mm. when the film was over. And for the first, like, three films, it's not Sean Connery. It's, like, a stunt double.
0: Do they just keep it? They use the same exact one, or they have the stunt double do it each time?
1: I'm, I'm not sure about that. I'm going to assume it's the same one because I feel like it's always the same thing.
0: They, they're like, oh, we need to save money. It's fine
1: just keep using Yeah, one. exactly. And, uh, yeah, I loved what you're saying about the intro scene. There's no actual, like, you know, we always get those really dramatic intro credits, and this one's very very 60s (laughs) you know flashy like dr no and it's flipping around and changing sides and all that um that's super cool uh and that casino scene when you when we're introduced to the bond in the books it's when m is like in the office and he's like tells money penny he's like call in bond and bond walks right in here they have to be like bond we've been searching for you for hours like where were you like it's 3 a.m and all this stuff and uh that whole entire casino scene where he's introduced that's all added that's all new stuff that girl character totally added not in the book at all um so i'm curious i'm curious if other books he really does have that kind of relationship with women and it's a lot more frequent than in dr no but like i said dr no he's with uh, honey chili and they don't make love to the very last page that's the only time bond does that um and interesting enough the girl that he meets at the casino um she was like a girl at an airport that would like take your ticket and be like yeah have a good flight have a good flight and this guy walked up to her he's like do you want to be in films and she's like uh yeah sure have a good flight and she's like no no seriously i have a role for you you're gorgeous i want to use you for this and she was supposed to be money penny and money penny was supposed to be in her role but the girl that played Mon- um money penny was like i don't feel comfortable in just being in like bond shirt when he walks in and then we make love like not too down for that money penny is like the one girl throughout all the bond films you could respect you know what i mean and even that actress was like that
0: yeah it's 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 funny because like uh in you know all the bond movies money penny has a crush on bond mm-hmm. and uh she's always like when are we gonna go blah blah and the first in this movie too she does that immediately because it's like in all the movies practically yeah and in this one he pretty much addresses it quickly whereas like they'd have my head for having fraternization with a co-worker uh, oh, with the uh, government <laughs> property yeah government pro- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Jesus Christ yeah. but yeah oh god it's uh you can't you can't always you know you can't always deny the sexism in these movies I know it's like, but it's like you can't help it it's it's so bad because it's like oh god it's so sexist but you're like but it's, you know it's James it's, Black it's like, yeah. I can't help it I'm sorry
1: you know oh, i really God. feel um that a lot of people especially i feel like our generation loves daniel craig yes i feel like anyone within our age range you know i'm 28 you're 28 29 um right 29, 29 yeah yeah um and we kind of grew up with the daniel craig one and he's not as misogynistic as any other no. bond at all um and i think that's why people don't like him i think the people that Love and admire Bond from these, fil- you know, former films. They see how he acts and how he just grabs a woman and just like kisses her and doesn't give her an option. Um,
0: yeah, see, he loves him and leaves him too. He just just yeah. like all right, bye, I see you. Whereas Daniel Craig, like, actually, you know, he's like, I left, I left for you and stuff, and he loves them and it's tragic and you're like, you feel for it, and I'm like, oh, this is so connect-. you know, you feel such a connection, Dude, and you're just like, no, I a great-.
1: That's how he is in the book. I swear, like, he, he, you feel for Bond. He's like, he's hurting, he's tired, and he's like. You know, he wants to kind of find that one in a sense, too. Um, I just started reading Her Majesty's uh, Secret Service this morning. And he's talking about going to Casino Royale. And he's like, I always wind up here. And every time I drive through here, you know, I know that there's a cross that says Vesper, R.I.P. on it. And it hurts me every time. And I'm like, damn. And this is like maybe the seventh, eighth book. And he's referring to Vesper, the girl from Casino Royale that like betrayed oh, that's played him. by Evergreen. Yeah. And it's, like, he does have a heart. He does think about this. Like, no matter how many lovers he has, like, that first love still haunts him. Um, But he he is like that in the book from, you know, at least in Dr. No, again. You know, I haven't read too many of them. But uh, he does have that, like, that feeling where he's just, like, empty. But, you know, Ian Fleming, he he lived a very short life. He was only in his 50s when he passed away. Um, I think he only saw Dr. No... Um, Goldfinger and her from for with love. Lama, yeah, because that was the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And I, I think he—I don't know if he saw Goldfinger because that came out the year he died. But um, early in his life, he had a lover, and she ended up dying. And you know, he was kind of empty after that. And I think that's the whole thing that Bond goes through in every film is that we always have that one girl that he loves so much, and he actually does care for her, and he loses her. And that happened to Ian Fleming and he kind of like, you see that heartbreak and kind of knowing that and then rewatching some of these films, it's like, damn, like that's just Ian like hurting and missing his like first like woman that he loved. Cause she passed away. Um, and I think it was kind of brutal too. I think it was like in a fire or a car crash or something.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, on, I guess we'll talk about it next episode because we do. Uh, we will be watching on Her Majesty's Secret mm-hmm. Service uh, next, which actually does get into the whole Bond settling down. Uh, but I don't want to talk about it too much there because then we'll have less content yeah. for that show. Also, but, uh, I haven't seen that movie.
1: I saw the first ten minutes and I oh. turned it off because that beach scene was so stupid I couldn't handle it. The night I tried to watch it, I just. It was we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll
0: talk about it. But uh, yeah, dude, it's. I don't know. it I It's funny too, because like we, it's like growing up with Daniel, I didn't necessarily grow up with Daniel Craig, because we were in high school, mm-hmm. I think, when Daniel Craig yeah. became Bond. And before that, like growing, like actually growing as a kid, it was Pierce mm-hmm. Brosnan. It was always Pierce exactly. Brosnan. And, you know, you always knew Sean Connery too, but it, like at that time as well, I'm like, yeah, it's Sean Connery, but really, he's just Indiana Jones' dad for me. Yeah, like, right, that's yeah. Who he, yeah 100%. That's who he's Henry Jones, yeah. senior. Yeah. And, uh, I just knew, even though Pierce Brosnan only had four movies, it was just, gold, you just knew Goldeneye mm-hmm. and World is Not Enough. Mm-hmm. And those were the only two movies you really needed for Bond at the time, exactly. in the 90s. And then Daniel Craig came and you were like, oh, this is so much different. And yeah, it, it just, it was much more investing because, you know, the it's weird. I look at all of these Bond movies. I love the, like, going through Sean Connery and mm-hmm. everything else, but... I watch them and I'm. it's like those movies where, you know, Bond loves the girl and leaves her. And I'm like, I love this movie and I leave it. I don't have any care for it. Whereas Daniel Craig sticks, kind of he sticks more towards the woman he's with. And with those movies too, I kind of stick to those. I like, I actually bought the Daniel Craig movies because I actually like want to watch those over and over again. And they just have so much more connection. Yeah, it's weird, but... I get maybe why the older fans may not like that kind of stuff but also that just means they never read the books either. Yeah, that too
1: because also Ian Fleming when he was going through his second like marriage and with his first kid and everything, um his wife was kind of giving him an ultimatum on how to handle some stuff and she didn't like how he was how Bond was with girls and all this type of stuff and you know as Ian was kind of crashing really hard and like I think he was becoming an alcoholic and he was really just tired and broken that's what was happening to bond in the books and that's what we Mm. see with daniel craig is that after casino royale dude he's in pain he he hurts he's he's drinking heavier he's uh like everything he just kind of just attacks without thinking he's kind of more wild and instinctive um and just acting on instinct um not really like using his like double o profession because all his emotions just kind of get in the way. and that seems to be the trend as Ian was crashing, Bond was crashing and it all just kind of fell apart. And I think that like kind of led to his death at that point too. Um, and I, I love seeing that because you know through Bond, you got to see the writer and what the writer was really you know going through during those times. Um, and it feels that much more real at this point, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. okay. It's crazy. You got stuff. anything? <laughs> yeah, it no, de- yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah. is. And I feel like we'll be probably crossing bonds over all the time when we get through all these different episodes, mm-hmm. just because we're not, like I said, we're not even doing like, oh, we're just going through only Sean Connery. It's gonna be like one movie for each actor. Kind of, ro- we're gonna do a full on rotation. So we'll probably be co- cross referencing stuff over like back and mm-hmm. forth. So you may hear a couple of the same like same things a couple times, just because we'll be like, oh yeah, and then it reminds me of this and whatnot. Okay. But, uh, plus I think too, uh, just because it keeps getting delayed, uh, we may bring like talk about no time to die every now and again into it just because it's like, also I almost feel like too, like talking about these movies and hyping them up and, uh, or not necessarily hyping up and analyzing them and stuff just kind of hypes up no time to die more so for me. Yeah, me too. And I think it. They delayed it again to like what 2022 or something now. Uh, it's like... No, it
1: was supposed to come out now, it's just delayed to the fall.
0: Is it the fall again? Okay, yeah. So, pretty much by November. the time it's November, which is kind of actually perfect, perfect for yeah. us then. Oh my god, it is perfect because yeah. I will say, like, I guess, do you want to just reveal yes. our bond lineup? Yeah. So, we've got uh, this month for we're it's pretty much like uh, two actors per month. So this month, this month we got you know Sean Connery in his first Bond movie. We did Doctor No. This was this episode. Uh, In a couple weeks, you'll be hearing the one-shot Bond movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby, Mm -hmm. which people will get probably pissed off at me. But I'm like, I like that movie a little bit more than the others. I I don't know why of the Sean Connery ones. I think it's. It might be because he settles down. I don't I don't know. It's like, a. am like, oh, maybe I don't like him as like this dude that's going woman to woman. I'm like, oh, he's this nice dude. He gets married. But uh, we have that. And then we'll, you know, we won't do Bond like back to back or anything. It's not going to be like every month. Instead, it's going to be June. Yeah. So, you know, we have like, what, four, three, four months in between or something like that. And we're going to get into Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Roger Moore with, um, uh, what was his first movie? Uh, I had a list of it before let me double check it again but uh it'll be roger moore and
1: which is funny like my dad grew up on the roger moore films and i haven't i've only seen connery brosman and uh, daniel craig so i'm super interested to get into the timothy dalton um and roger moore stuff along with this next episode we're doing with the one-shot
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's live and let die. Live and for, uh, his first one was live and let die. So we'll be doing that. And then we'll be doing, uh, Timothy Dalton's first movie, uh, live in, no, the living daylights, I believe. Oh, is what well, it's yeah, called. Okay. Yeah. So that, it'll be that. And then November guys. Oh, and I think is June three. June. Is Sorry, three, June, yeah, June, June is, three. is three. So we're actually doing live and let die. And The Man with the Golden Gun, mm. because Roger Moore actually has the most Bond films under his belt. He beats out Sean Connery by, like, one movie. I think he is seven overall. Oh, wow. So... And Craig has uh, five? Six? Craig has four now. Uh, no Time to Die will be five. Okay,
1: right.
0: Yeah. And then in November, so, yeah, Roger Moore will do two, just so it kind of equalizes with him and Connery for the year. Uh, afterwards, November... Is when we get into the more modern stuff yes. we'll do pierce brosnan with uh goldeneye yeah. and uh daniel craig with casino royale nice. which i'm so you know of course perfect to do casino royale potentially if this is like i think it's gonna be right when they come out at the same time like we'll do that when no time to die comes mm-hmm. out but it'll be pretty much perfect then and the plan too is it's like then we weren't repeat for the next year so then uh, we wanted to make it specifically the months of February, June, and November, yeah. just because there's always like Bonds giving marathons mm-hmm. on TV, and you know, February is love, and you know, the Bond always yeah, and stuff, love, so yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah 60s, it's like June's on. a perfect <laughs> opener, so we'll be doing pretty much one of each, and then until we break it down to like less, so like next year you'll get like two Connery movies in February, because that's the only, George Lazenby only had one, mm-hmm. and so on and so on, but we'll just keep rinse repeating until we run out. Uh, and then, yeah, we have got this for a long term. This is like a three, four year thing.
1: Yeah, and it's it's super spaced out, so we don't get burnt out too. Which I'm I'm pumped for. It's just gonna expand yeah. our. That's a lot of books to read on my end too. I'm I'm gonna devote myself, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock these out. I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, I wanna. I'll be ready for June. I think that's that's where I'll be prepared, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I'll be reading all the books. I'll catch up with these two though easily. Yeah, I I ha- um, honestly
1: highly recommend it. it. Doesn't even matter what you think about the film as writing and as a cool spy book and if you want to know more about james bond I highly recommend this book like dr no was so much fun and they're short you know like yeah i read a couple chapters a day you know they're all about 10 pages like it, it's it's a great it's a great read easy easy read for sure and also so much research and he uses a lot of like french in it and then you get to see like the jamaican dialect and there's just it's very intellectual, but very smooth and very easy, like to just absorb. Super great stuff.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know this will probably be our most jumbled of Bond episodes, just because I think as we go through these movies, we're gonna get more and more familiar with the style of how these films are done, mm-hmm. and we'll have more to say each time. So potentially, you know, by the time we get to like November or something, hopefully there'll be a lot more that we can really analyze that. Maybe we wouldn't even have thought of mm-hmm. at this point right now. So it's going to be, you know, if you stick with this, you'll kind of see hopefully like improvement by each Bond episode we do specifically. Yeah. yeah. So well, I mean, we'll see how that goes. We're just so excited to start it. <laughs> That's why yeah, yeah. It really, it really. Is, yeah. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be a good time guys. And it'll be also, it's, it's interesting doing something like this because normally I'm a very, I am a very chronological person. Same. Same I here. like doing things in order and doing it like this where it's like completely out of order it's like yeah it's by each bond kind of one at a time for their own chronological specifically Mm -hmm. but it's so scattered now so it's going to be so weird kind of jumping from decade to get decade within like months of each other like it's just crazy and I feel like you could do that with the books
1: Um, as long as you have some bond knowledge in general I feel like you could jump from book to book without being chronological Um, reading Dr. No nothing's really brought up that you don't know about Bond. Like it's a very good intro book for sure. Um, picks up, takes off uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. It does refer to, what's his name? Bolfiegel? with, um, Blofeld? Bolf- Blofeld, yeah. It does reference him and Spectre right away. So you have to kind of know a little bit about that and how rich that history is for a moment. But it's explained very well that he's like, oh, I'll go into it next episode. But uh, yeah. that it is established already. But I feel like jumping between them, just like the films are out of order, I think you could just go from film to film, book to book. And we'll find out by the end of the year I'll know for sure if it works yeah. or not. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll
0: see how that all goes, but yeah, that that's our first James Bond Suture Sidewatch episode, but overall our third Super Sidewatch episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Like this is usually a, like I said, this is our shortest show Mm -hmm. probably, uh, out of all the other stuff we do. Like we usually try to keep it to an hour here and I think we've pretty much done exactly that. Uh, yeah, we're we're keeping it on the mark here guys. We don't, (laughs) we don't keep ourselves and you here too long because we got busy schedules. I won't lie. (laughs) But, uh, this has been Sutra Sidewatch and Brandon. Where can you? When where can people find you?
1: Uh, you could check out my Instagram at Broadcasts Live, uh, but primarily Apollo City Comics podcast on Instagram on any social media network, um, and then we're streaming on YouTube. We're streaming on every podcast platform. Uh, we have a lot of new content. Um, we recorded a bunch of episodes, so we have a lot of new stuff we're working on right now that will come out. Uh, towards March and leading into April, um, kind of a reformatting and a bunch of extra stuff like shorter videos. Uh, right now, we have a lot of commentaries. It's the comic book commentary show to make it easier for you to get into comics. Um, so, check it out. Uh, like, subscribe, share, whatever you can do. And, uh, Cameron, where can they find you?
0: Yeah, you can find me, of course, right here on Just Side Talk. Uh, this is a channel where we got Sidewatch, of course. Uh, we also have Side Talk, which is the uh, weekly game movie TV show news uh, podcast I do with uh, James, Mather, co-host. Uh, we also got The Cut of Steel that Brandon and I are both on, yes. where we talk about DCEU movies. Uh, and we got two episodes out now for that. And then, of course, Up to It, Down to It, which is a off-the-rails show I do with some friends I went to school with. Uh, but otherwise, of course, if you're already here, please just uh, you know give us a great review, share it with other people. And you can follow us through your side talk on Instagram and Twitter and you can follow me on twitter at gogocomzilla. All right. All right. That is our show. We will catch you in 2 weeks with on Her Majesty's Secret Service Oof. starring George Lazenby. Can't wait. Yeah. Until then, have a great have a great couple weeks guys. Yeah. Thanks for hanging, man.